Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shank Show. Hour number two of our broadcast. Welcome back. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm Bill Shanks in Waycross, Russ Brown in Macon. All right, wanted to let you know that the Georgia-Georgia Tech baseball game, the time of that game has been moved to 7 o'clock. There is some bad weather in Athens, and there's some storms in the North Georgia area, period. And so that game first pitch is now at 7 o'clock. So there you go. A couple of other things here. Alabama has just announced the hiring of Robert Bala. As the new inside linebackers coach, he was at Liberty for last season. He was a defensive analyst there. And uh, let's see. He was also, where else has he been? He was with the Raiders. He was with Southern Utah, Ottawa University of Arizona. He's been all over the place. And so that's a new member of Alabama's staff right there. All right, I wanted to also let you know that I have a poll on our Twitter account. If you'll go to at Bill Shanks on Twitter, we have a poll up right now, uh, and we'll uh, see how the results go before we even share it. So far, 57 people have voted in the last half hour. The question is, Atlanta Falcons fans, what do you hope the Falcons do at quarterback? Give Desmond Ritter a chance, trade for Lamar Jackson, trade up and draft a quarterback. So if you're on Twitter at Bill Shanks, check that out and give us your vote. And we can also open up the phone lines now and ask the same question. What do you hope the Falcons do at quarterback with the Rumors getting louder that they are in on Lamar and that they are one of the teams that could be a possibility for Chicago to trade the number one pick to. What do you hope happens for the Falcons at quarterback? So we'd love to hear your thoughts. And uh, I won't share the results on the poll there for a while. I'll hold off and hopefully some more people can go vote. But we uh, an interesting result so far i'll say that and we'll share that with you maybe another hour or so but we'd love to hear your thoughts four seven eight six four six espn is the number so the uh combine's going on now and i had this written down russ of who was going to be doing what today i thought the receivers were with the running backs tomorrow but are the tight ends today as well uh i'm not sure Dash said he thought that uh, Darnell Washington would be running. I know the defensive backs have been have been running. They just had someone go four two six. Not a Georgia player, but someone just went four two six on the forty yard dash. And uh, again, if you have not heard, Kelly Ringo four three, and he uh, was flying when he ran that four three. I mean, he was really, really going fast, and it was impressive. So. Anyway, um, a lot of a lot of things going on. It's March the third. Uh, now, I just read on on uh, Twitter from the thirteen WMAZ meteorologist Russ that the winds are crazy there. 
Is that right? Yeah, it's it's a, a blustery day. Gust, I think we're supposed to get up to around forty miles an hour. So, and it's and it's trying to spit a little bit of rain, but the storms are staying staying to the north. It's windy here too in Waycross for sure. And uh, so anyway, yep, got to be careful about the uh, the rain and about the paint the uh, pine cones falling on your head. It was a great Burt Backrack song. Pine cones keep falling on my head. Hey, uh, a report, Michael Scotto had a report that I wanted to mention as well, that the Hawks were close to a trade to get Jay Crowder from Phoenix, and uh, Atlanta was one of the teams trying to acquire Crowder. The Hawks, Rockets, and Suns had discussions on a three-team trade. John Collins would have landed with the Rockets, Eric Gordon and K.J. Martin to the Suns, and Crowder and Landry Shamet with the Hawks. Nothing of substance materialized, league sources said. Atlanta also tried to acquire Crowder in a three-team talk or three-team trade with Utah and Phoenix, where Collins was going to go to Utah, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley going to Phoenix, and Crowder and Shamet again going to Atlanta. Among the reasons this scenario didn't materialize was a disagreement in draft pick compensation that would have gone to Utah and the trade. Another example there or just more proof i guess russ that somebody john collins there yeah i i I, you know and i want i'm really curious moving forward to hear if that sentiment changes it's almost to a point where when you do get to the end of the season they're gonna have to address that i mean do you want john collins on this team or not uh i mean this is kind of beyond ridiculous but with a new head coach coming in uh with Landry Fields and and Kyle Corver kind of taking on that GM role you know do, do they change their mind I, I don't know but I mean gosh it's been I mean I, I'm surprised John I mean I, I continue to be amazed by John Collins just not losing his mind over this and demanding a trade because like you said I mean it's obviously I don't know who but somebody in that organization does not want him there Yep, that's right, and we just don't know which one it is for sure. With the wind, I need to say this, uh, with the wind and with the weather kind of being funky, I can already tell that our uh, delay has gotten much worse here, and it's got to be because of this weather, Russ. So y'all be careful in case I dip out or whatever. Hopefully it won't be a problem, but I can tell the delay was not a problem at all in the first hour, but now with the Wind's getting a little crazier here and in Macon. It uh, seems to be a little worse, so bear with me on the on the delay. All right, so the tight ends are going right now, and um, uh, our associate assistant producer, Ken from Cumming, just let me know about that. So we need to keep an eye on that and uh, and see what's what here with – Darnell, he had already sent me, Ken had already sent me some times here uh, of the tight ends. Will Mallory, good tight end for for Miami, 5.68. I was seeing some of these other names. Braden Willis, tight end from Oklahoma, 5.69. Cameron Latou from Alabama, 6.10. And... Um, Oh, that's the grade. I'm sorry. What the hell am I looking at? I'm looking at the grade. Dagummit. All right, so um, I thought these were the times. So these, these aren't the tight ends aren't running right now. It's still the DBs, right, Russ? Is that right? 
I believe so. Let me see if I can I'll pull it up on my uh, Hulu real quick. Okay. But, yeah, the DBs were running this afternoon. And okay. then I, I'm not sure. I think there's another group tonight because they've made it a primetime event, obviously. But I'm, I'm not sure which group is supposed to run tonight. Okay. All right. I, I thought I had it written down. I'm going to try to Google it here in a minute and and see. Okay. Those are just the grades before the 40-yard dashes. That's that's what that is. I'm sorry. I, I misread that. So, uh, there you go. Uh, four seven eight six four six ESPN. Again, our question of the day that we're also monitoring on a Twitter poll: What do you hope the Falcons do at quarterback? Give Desmond Ritter a chance. Trade for Lamar. Trade up and draft a quarterback. Three chances or three options that that you have, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Because I I tell you I and I I said this uh, an hour ago. I'm beginning to feel the Falcons are going to make another move. I really and, – and maybe they'll be unsuccessful in their attempt. They, they, there's going to be a lot of competition at that number one pick with Chicago putting it on the market. There's no question about that. But I don't think there's any doubt, Russ, if they were to, for example, trade for that number one pick, they'd have to give up their first next year and probably their second this year, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, de- yeah, I think so. I mean, you'd swap places. The Bears would come back to eight, and then you'd probably, at the very least, give them a first-round pick for next year, uh, probably about a fourth or fifth-round pick in this year's yeah. draft as well. Um, uh, so, and I, I mean, who is that player? Is there anybody in this draft that just knocks your socks off like that? I, I'm going to be real interested to see how the the – overall thought process and the tone is about these quarterbacks after they perform this weekend again Bryce Young will not participate so we'll see Levis we'll see CJ Stroud we'll see Richardson is that going to change the narrative now you know again watching ESPN television a little bit earlier today and and they were talking about I can't remember who the the analyst was that said that Bryce Young was a smaller version of of Patrick Mahomes well, if there's a team out there that thinks that at six foot, Bryce Young could be a smaller version of Patrick Mahomes, they're going to probably go after him. I don't know if that's a consensus, though. And and the, that's just kind of the sad part about him not performing here, Russ, is that we would be able to kind of let him stack up and show what he can do side by side with these other three. And I hate that he's not going to be able to do that. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him throw. I think – but, you know, from an arm talent standpoint, I, I don't think he needs to. It's kind of like with Jalen Carter. There, there, he, there's nothing left for him to show us with his arm. And I think that the questions that the that these guys wanted to find out about him this week were going to be the height. And he did measure out just a tick over 5'10". And I think the, I think the big concern for him is going to be the frame. Uh, he's not a – I mean, he's – there's been other 5'10 quarterbacks in the league, uh, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, guys like that. But they're, you know, 205, 210. You know, he, he might be a, a skosh under 190. And, and I think that might be a concern for some teams. No question. No question about it. All right. Khalid Ringo on his second 40-yard dash. Four, four, five. So a little slower, if you will, <laughs> if you will, on the uh, second attempt there for the 40-yard dash. All right, we'll keep on monitoring the combine, let you know what's going on. Right now, let's get to the phones. Four seven eight six four six espn Jeff is in gray to lead us off. Hello, Jeff. How's it going, Bill? Uh, Good. 
I was going, oh, man, are we going to falcon this up? Oh, my God. It's starting to feel that way. I feel it. I mean, I, and I may be wrong. I may just reading too much into what people are saying because, look, we have to remember there's a lot of BS that floats out there in these weeks and months leading up to the draft. But, I mean, when I heard Rappaport say on NFL Network earlier today that he, I mean, he mentioned the Falcons second as far as the teams that could go after the number one pick and the Lamar stuff just won't shut up. I mean, Jeff, what are we supposed to think? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think we should. Use your picks to strengthen up your lines. Use your money. I believe we can win 10 games for the Ritter. And if, look, if he, you go a year and he's not hit, uh, we can be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year. But go ahead and build it. we got too much to do. But Lamar Jackson would be, I think it would be a disaster because we're going to just be right back in cap space hell. So I say go Ritter. Well, I'm with you. I'm with you, Jeff. Thank you very much. I mean, look, I I know Lamar is a great player. There's no question about it. And, look, Russ has been a little bit more on the bandwagon of of taking a closer look at Lamar. And and I I understand. I I get it. But it's the price. It's, it's, again, Jeff just said it, being back in salary cap hell, how do you go and get out of that and then turn around and get back into it? Because, Russ, I don't know how they would be able to do all that and still had the flexibility that they need to rebuild this roster. That's my fear. Well, that's it. I mean, can uh, how close do they think they are? And it's like I said earlier. Look, if you trade for Lamar Jackson, there's instant credibility. You're the favorite in the NFC South. There's more people than empty seats in the building. You know, you're relevant again. You're talked about. Uh, and, and you're going to be a really good football team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But is he the missing link to a Super Bowl? And I don't think that he is. And the problem is, is the stage that he's at with his contract. It's we finally get all this cap space. Are you going to turn around and have you know the quarterback eat it all up again, like was the case with Matt Ryan? And and that's what they have to decide because, you know, are are you? I mean, that, that are you that close to a Super Bowl? And I, I mean, I don't think that they are. Um, but from an ownership standpoint, I could see the temptation because, I mean, let's be honest, I. I the owner can't be happy when he's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Sunday. And, I mean, I don't know what the – I know they give you an attendance figure, but when the actual butts in the seats aren't – I mean, there, there's a lot more empty seats than people, it looks like. No, it's embarrassing. There's no question about it. And I, and I think, yes, that temptation's got to be there. No doubt. I get it. But, man, you just have so many needs. And I think your ability to be that – busy on the market is going to be really limited and you won't get your draft picks. I just, I, I don't see it. Brian and Warner Robbins is next. Hello. Hey guys. Hope y'all are well today. We are. Thank you, sir. Good. Here's what I would do. I'd give Ritter another shot this year. I would trade back in the draft, try to maybe get an extra pick or two and stockpile, maybe some extra picks for next year. Uh, maybe get, uh, either you know somebody in the seventh round, if Stetson Bennett's there, good. Or if Max Dugan's there, good. Get somebody like that, and then maybe try to go for Caleb Williams next year. Well, I I think that is something to think about when you've got a player like Williams who is coming off a Heisman Trophy year. I mean, there's no doubt he's going to have a lot of light on him this year, just like Bryce did last season, right? Coming off his Heisman Trophy, Caleb's a very interesting player who. 
I, I could I could see a lot of us watching him for another year at USC and saying, holy crap, this kid's ready to go. Um, and the size is going to be there. I, You know, look, they won seven games last year. They had a bad quarterback, and then at the end of the year, for the final quarter of the season, they let someone else take over. How much better can they be with Desmond Ritter coming back and him being supported by a better cast around him? I can't imagine that with an improved offensive line, we know we're going to get one new player as far as a starter on the line, at least one. They want to talk if they bring McGarry back, and they want to talk about how great McGarry and Lindstrom, and how good Dalman was last year. I don't know if I still buy that about Dalman. And of course, Jake Matthews still kind of holding his own. Okay, fine, but you still got to bring in a guard for that left spot. You know, they're going to have to bring in a, a, a receiver. They're going to have to bring in another receiver. Um, Kaderil Hodge, I don't think is going to hack it. They've got to bring in another guy. So. You've got that, but Lord knows on that defense. I mean, I, the funny thing is to me, and I know quarterback is the sexy spot. It's what everybody talks about, what everybody looks about. I'm looking at that defense and thinking, why don't you make that defense top-notch and stop trying to sugarcoat the fact that you've had a piss-poor defense. Let's get some talent on there. Get a veteran to put near Grady. Get a pass rush. Get uh, some help at linebacker. I mean, there, there's not many spots on that field on that defense they don't need help in. How can you go and address those needs if you blow everything, all your capital, by moving up for a quarterback that I don't know if anybody is going to be just consensus on or trade for a veteran who's coming off a year where he was hurt? I mean, that's just too risky. All right, Brian, thank you. We appreciate that. Uh, you know. I wish I could put the depth chart online because if you saw the depth chart, I think you'd understand if you need understanding what we're saying here. There's a lot of needs and they've already said they're going to be careful. They're going to be real careful about filling those needs. And I've I've tried to interpret that as saying, we're not going to blow all of our money on one player. Okay, fine. Let's make this roster better. How can you make the roster better if you trade a lot of capital for the first overall pick, or if you trade for a veteran. Lamar's a great player. I I never thought I would say, oh, I don't want Lamar Jackson. But, man, again, kind of along the timing concept that Russ talks about, are they ready for that? Can they sacrifice those draft picks and say, it's Lamar Jackson. I don't give a damn what I give up. I don't know if they're there yet. Because they still have a lot of needs on this team. That's the question that I have more than more than anything. Look, Jacksonville was lucky enough to where when they were awful, they had the worst record in the league. They fell into a situation where the best talent was a consensus knocked out of the park. No way this kid can fail. And I believe that's the I believe that's the the, the case. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star, and I'll be shocked. If in the career of Trevor Lawrence, the Jacksonville Jaguars, that he doesn't win a championship. I really will. I mean, I think when the Jaguars drafted him, they had to feel pretty confident. They had a really good shot at some point of getting it done. The Falcons didn't have that opportunity last year. You know, they had a lower pick, so they went with a third rounder. 
which a third rounder is never going to just be a slam dunk. But, you know, you're also in a situation where the Mr. Relevant helped get a team to the playoffs and deep in the playoffs, too. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Let's go to one more call before we go to break. Mark is in for Scythe. Hello. Hello. Um, I just wanted to give my two cents on Lamar Jackson. Sure. He, he is a, He's an unbelievable player. But for me, for the Falcons, it all boils down to money. Lamar wants a big quarter of a billion dollars guaranteed. I mean, that just – that would hamstring Atlanta. If, say, something happened to Lamar – you know, God forbid, you know, they're done. The yeah. franchise is destroyed for a decade. Yep. I mean, it's, you, you brought up Trevor Lawrence. The whole point about drafting well is getting a quarterback in there on a rookie deal. Look at uh, Cincinnati, look at KC, look at Jacksonville, look at all these teams that have improved by choosing wisely. Mm-hmm. And they were able to build their rosters up through the draft and, of course, you know, making some acquisitions in the free agency. But those are teams, Philadelphia, oh, my God. Jalen Hurts is like the biggest bargain in the history of the NFL. That's right. I mean, uh, Bryce Young, from what, everything I've heard, Bryce Young made more money at Alabama starting at quarterback than Jalen Hurts did in the NFL. If that doesn't just wake you up, I don't know what does. But Atlanta needs to – I, I get that it's hard to have the crystal ball and to pick the right guy and all that. But I will say this about Atlanta. Atlanta has drafted well. So I, I'm not – I really like the draft picks that they've been, that they've been getting. I, I love the, uh, uh, the tight end. That, to mm-hmm. me, he's a generational tight end. Um, yes, he was hurt and everything, but um, I think London is—I I think London was p- taken too high. But I still think he's a quality receiver. But um, they drafted well, and like the other caller said, if I was going to put my money on the line, I'd go after Caleb Williams. I'd give—I'd give up a couple of draft picks to get Caleb Williams. You get him on a rookie deal. You got him for three or four years. And he seems like a generational player. So none of these four that are out there now look to be that to you right now? No. there's. I mean, Bryce Young seems to – I love Bryce Young. He's as fine a young man as there is. But Mm -hmm. him and – I I love Stetson too. I mean, uh, Russ will tell you, I'm – I'm not Kirkland, but I bang the drum on Stetson. Just, <laughs> you know, I love Stetson. It, I don't care about his uh, – and it, Russ hurts my feelings. I'm almost 60. Every time he says something about maturity, I mean, hell, I'm almost 60, and I don't even – when someone says maturity, I'm like, I'm not even mature yet, okay? <laughs> I don't get it. You know, don't don't be slamming the maturity thing. My, li- my wife treats me like a four-year-old, so, I mean, heck, I just – but I don't see a quarterback in this draft. Uh, Richardson, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Uh, Will Levis, no way. I just I just don't see – Bryce Young was a generational um, – I, and I, I'll give you – here's my comparison to Bryce Young is uh, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was the 
greatest college quarterback in history in my mind. I'm a Florida State fan. So you're that worried about the size of Bryce Young? Yeah, it doesn't take much. You know, one 300-pound guy landing on him. What have we seen over um, over the – all it takes is one fall. Uh, poor old the Tua down in uh, Miami. Yeah. Tua is yeah. an incredible player. But, yep. I mean, he's bigger than Bryce, and he has been beat up. That's right. And that's right. It's just hard for a guy that's, you know – Five ten, you know, one hundred and eighty pounds soaking wet to to absorb someone three hundred and fifteen pounds landing on them with with force. Yeah. Yep. You know. Hey, hey Mark, good stuff. Th- thank you very much for calling in for your thoughts. No, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, again, going on the conversation that was had earlier today on ESPN Television. They were sitting there debating about Dak Prescott. Like, God, the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in 27 years, 26 years, whatever it is, and they get more publicity than anybody. I know they're America's team and all that crap, but, man, I don't want to be in that situation where you paid a ton of money to a quarterback and you're sitting there wondering about him because Dak Prescott had 15 interceptions last year. Um you got to make sure you got to, you got to be sure, but you, you got to be comfortable with it. And I, you know, part of me is like, well, maybe they're not comfortable with Desmond Ritter, but it's, I go back to, well, you should have given him more shot. You should have given him more than four games to give him the chance. And you didn't. And that's a problem with me. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back again. What would you do? Give Desmond Ritter more time. Another chance as the starting quarterback trade for Lamar Jackson. Trade up to get another young quarterback. 478-646-ESPN, back right after this. Sing it, Eddie. Welcome back to our show. You thought I was talking about Eddie from Ackworth. I was talking about Eddie Grant. Remember that song, Eddie from Ackworth? Absolutely. He's awesome. Great 80s song, wasn't it? See, I don't oh, think yeah. Russ likes that synthesizer part of the 80s music. Do you, Russ? Uh, it depends on the song. Um, that one's not so bad. Okay. Well, the synthesizer was part of our youth, Bill, as you That's recall. Right. So yeah. we embrace it. Yeah. That's right. Absolutely. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for taking my call. I have a prediction for you. Okay. I think the Falcons are going to make the move for Lamar Jackson. Two reasons why. The first, you keep asking, is Desmond Ritter the guy? Well, I believe the Falcons brass has already told us that he's not the guy. We watched Marcus Mariota for 14, 13 games start over Desmond Ritter, and we all screamed, this guy sucks. So, if Desmond Ritter was the guy, don't you think he would have been beating him out in practice and he would have been starting all along? They never put him out on the field until all that crap broke up and they were out of the playoffs. And they're like, all right, we'll go to this guy. So, they told us he's not the guy. Two, we're all forgetting. Where were we this time last year, Bill? If it wasn't for the dumbass Browns, who are the worst franchise in football, our quarterback right now would be Deshaun Watson. Yep. And we would be up against the salary cap all over again. 
So they've already gone down that road with Deshaun Watson. It was basically a done deal until the Browns came out of nowhere and offered him an ungodly amount of money, and they got it done. So they've already mm-hmm. done this once. They're going to do it again, Bill. I just have a bad feeling this is what's going to happen. Now, yes, I'm with you. Lamar Jackson is a franchise changer, an awesome quarterback, but he's going into a crappy team with no depth. And it's not going to change if you trade a bunch of draft picks. And like the previous caller, you're right back at salary cap hell after getting out of it this year. Uh, yeah, that that's the thing. It's almost like after you have a quarterback like Matt Ryan that's making a fortune and takes a large chunk of your cap, you, you have got to kind of recycle through a, a minimum contract quarterback or a lower contract quarterback. And – they're not going to do that if they get Lamar Jackson. I mean, it's, they're not. And and look, I'm not blaming Matt for all of it, but how much of the salary cap hell was due in part to the fact that he was a tremendously paid player, as he should have been. But how many teams have been able to pay their quarterback at that level and still been able to keep a roster around them? Seattle couldn't do it, right? Right. Well, I think another caller, I can't remember who, made an, a great point as well. The, the teams that are getting it done more recently, yes, Tom Brady did. I get that. But their rookie quarterbacks are quarterbacks still on rookie deals that are advancing in the playoffs and winning Super Bowls. And that's right. the way to – sorry, sorry, it's pouring here, Bill. I'm sorry if my sound is bad. but Be careful. Um, it's rookie quarterbacks right now and their deals, and that's what you've got to do right now to be successful. I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I just uh, – I think it would be really tough – to, you know, look, they've got to build around this spot before they have to pay this spot, talking about quarterback. They, they've got to get a a supporting cast that is going to be there for the long term, and, and I just think it's going to be very difficult. I mean, look, I, I could almost go, as much as I like Lamar Jackson, I love him, I think he's a great player, I, I could go more for the C.J. Stroud uh, trading up for C.J. Stroud, I'm not big on Bryce. I'm not big on Richardson. I'm, I don't think any Georgia fan's going to be big on Richardson for the Falcons, and they're going to have to see it to believe it when it comes to his potential. I'm sorry. I just think that. Excuse me. And and Will Levis, hell no. I mean, C.J. Stroud would be the only one I would consider to move up. But, again, you're going to have to give up so damn much. It's going to be – you know, I, I'm looking forward to these draft picks. I want these draft picks for this team. I mean, I, I, you know, the guy said earlier, well, I like their drafts. I mean, they've been okay. Their drafts have been okay. They, you know, they still pissed away the Jalen Mayfield pick. They did a horrible job, as we know, on the Jamari Sawyer situation. That was a joke. I mean, that, that was laughable. When I'm sitting there watching the draft last year and Jamari Sawyer's on the board and I'm just sitting there praying, oh, God, please let him go to the Falcons. And they drafted Justin Schaefer, and then the next pick was Jamari Sawyer, and he turns around because of an injury and plays. And, and Brandon, the coach, said, oh, he saved our ass this year. He He's all rookie offensive linemen. And everybody who ever watched the Georgia football game would have told you that was going to happen, and yet the dumb Falcons just bypassed him. I mean, so, yeah, they've had some good picks. I still would have gone with an offensive lineman in one of those two spots when they drafted two pass catchers in a row. But they've been okay. But we still need to see them have more opportunities to fill these needs. They can do that through this draft. They piss it away 
they're going to have to have some luck. Two more quick things. Uh, Arthur Blank is still the owner of this team. Mm. You guys are just commenting on how putrid the attendance is. Well, guess what? Lamar Jackson, quarterback, puts butts in the seats. A boring offensive lineman from Ohio State at eight does not do that. Lamar Jackson immediately does that. And two, Bill, when was the last time this team had a defensive lineman or an edge guy who the offense had to account for and got after the quarterback? The one I'm thinking of is John Abraham. Has it been that long ago since we've had somebody like that? Yeah, John Abraham. He's been a decade. Right, Russ? That's been a decade since yeah. Abraham left, right? Yeah. No, that he would be the one. Yeah. It's been that long. That's ridiculous, though. I mean, that that's unbelievable that it's been a decade. And, and you know, I guess they thought that Vic Beasley might be that. He was that for one year. That's only because Brian Cox got on his ass. And then they brought that kid in from UCLA who was crazy, nuts, probably needs plenty of medication. Uh, I mean, I mean – just you know they haven't had it well they need to wake up and get one because that's what they need thank you bill yeah thank you be careful up there four seven eight six four six espn all right ken from coming waltz lamar jackson tell me why well hold on uh, i want my gin and tonic to say happy friday to you so there happy you go. friday uh, to you are you already partaking in the gin and tonic uh, yeah. hell yes are you kidding me uh-huh yeah. Hour days four for days, you? Days that end in Y or days to drink. <laughs> so there you go. You, you know all what right. Dean Martin said? Those that don't drink are going to think when they get up every morning, that's the best they're going to feel all day long. And they never run out of ice. So there you go. <laughs> They've got that in their back pocket. That's right. Um, you know, that, that knucklehead that you just had on prior to me, and by the way, thanks for taking him before me, but that's okay. Topic for another day. Um <laughs> You know, he just laid out everything. Uh, Bill, this is a quarterback-driven league. You know that. Um, right. You're talking about a guy who's an MVP, right? You're talk- and, and, and listen, if we weren't running the offense that Arthur Smith d- didn't have in place, I would not be for this. But Lamar Jackson, Bill, he's a perfect fit for this offense. You've got Drake London. You're going to have Kyle Pitts. You go pick up some scrub fifth round wide receiver to somebody that runs fast down the sideline um i'm telling you listen the the falcons have been mediocre for a long time save 2017 so we why not swing for the fences and why not get some juice back in this team and get this guy and let's see what we can do bill he ran the same kind of offense at louisville and look what he did I I think this is a really, really good idea for this team to take a chance. You had Michael Vick. Go ahead. Michael Vick could have been, listen, if Michael Vick hadn't had the lack of immaturity and all the other things associated with him, no telling where we could have been, right? But instead, we know how that story played out, sadly. Right. Um, But I I think Lamar Jackson is is literally Michael Vick 2.0. So do you think they can fill their other needs along with swinging for the fences in a deal like that for Jackson? You know, Bill, that's a great question. Uh, It's going to depend upon what they have to pay to get the guy. Um, You know, know, we won seven games this past year with what? Kind of journeyman players, I mean, Mm -hmm. for the lack of a better part. And 
I still think that you've got Drake London and Kyle Pitts, um, two great building blocks for Lamar Jackson to throw the ball to, and then the running game, you know, um, what's his name, Algier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just – I sometimes, you know, things are right in front of us and you just have to kind of look at it and go, yeah, that fits. And I really do. I think it fits. And, and I, yeah, I mean, you know, just continue. Listen, if nothing else, whatever draft picks you have, just throw them all on the defense, right? Get a defensive end, get a safety. Well, but that's what I'm worried about because, like, like we said there in the, with, with Eddie, I mean, they have not had a disruptor. Grady can't be a disruptor by himself, right? It's, I mean, it just, he hadn't been one because they double team him all day long. Well, no, and and I don't dispute that, but I, I listen. I mean, you're not going to win the Super Bowl uh, without a quarterback, and and I I you know I know everybody wants to give Ritter a chance, but you're talking about a proven commodity, a man that won an MVP in the NFL, and I truly believe that if he gets to Atlanta, I think he's going to love the city. I think the fans are going to love him, and and Eddie's right. I mean, you know, I hate to agree with that son of a gun, but listen. <laughs> Why is it not bad to have a full Mercedes Benz and keep all the other opposing fans out of the state? No, it it is. It is. I, I just I want them to take this opportunity to rebuild this roster again. And I'll send it to you. I've got your email. The, this this depth chart is awful. There is no depth because uh, you know even even after shedding what they had with dead money. They have to retool their roster. I mean, there are so many areas that they have. You know, okay, linebacker. Well, you know, the Evans kid is was pretty decent last year. He's a free agent now. I mean, you've got to re-sign some of these players. they got to deal with McGarry and what he's going to command. If they don't get McGarry, they're going to have to get a, a, a another tackle. Um, somebody on, on Twitter just said, and I think they're right, if they don't get some OL help, what good is an upgrade? That's a fair question, isn't it? It is, but, uh, I mean, Lamar Jackson is also a running quarterback. So you're setting up uh, – listen, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, didn't our O-line this past year, as maligar as it might have been, was in the top half of the league yeah. as far as overall right. performance? So well, they were, and, but, you know, they, they still need another guard. You're going to have to get a guard. You're going to have to hope that Dalman continues to improve and that Matthews doesn't get old overnight, which, I mean, when you get to nine years, you got to hold your breath about that. So, I mean, they're still quite – they were. They were better, and I know Chris Hefner has gotten on me about you're on the offensive line too hard. They were statistically graded out a little bit better than I may have thought, but there's still questions there, and you still have to kind of worry about that. Well, I, listen, at the end of the day, we're used to – falconing it up as one of your earlier callers said so right we take this shot it doesn't work then you know what we just live in purgatory and hell for another five or six years and just things don't really change and georgia yeah. goes and wins another more couple of national cha- and by the way thank you for the jamari sawyer article this morning that i got up and read first thing and i'm like you know <laughs> they could have had that guy playing tackle right no, now as too much. that would be nice huh it's too mean, much i mean that that, that uh, was like I said a few moments ago, every Georgia fan who watched any game knew that was a dumb-ass decision. And, you know, they falconed that up. Hey, have a good weekend, Ken. See you soon. Bye-bye. All right. 478-646-ESPN. we got two on hold. Drew and Sean, hold on. 
Two lines open. We're asking the question, what should the Falcons do? Keep on going with Desmond Ritter. Trade for Lamar Jackson. Trade up to get C.J. Stroud or another one of the young quarterbacks. We'd love to hear from you. Back with more after this. Four forty-eight. Let's get in a couple of calls here before the top of the hour. We're talking little Falcons today. Combine going over on. We're keeping an eye on that. Let's go to Drew and Macon. Hey, Drew. Hey, Bill. How you doing, man? Happy Friday uh, to you. Happy Friday to you. Thank you for calling. Yeah, I want to go. Uh, I'm going to go on the no on the Lamar Jackson side. Um, I have. Uh, I think that we're two drafts away from having a team that we could be a, a really true playoff contender. I think that. Mm-hmm. Really, our record this year wasn't that bad, but we had, we played in a weaker division, um, you know, and as far as I didn't think that we were even really close to being to where the true playoff teams were. I think we were got really lucky with San Francisco this year. I don't even really know how we won that game. But um, yeah. the uh, the side of it to me is, is that Lamar Jackson is a mobile quarterback, and without having a shirt-up offensive line, it doesn't matter if we don't have a run game to, to let him be mobile to make that passing game a little bit better. And, you know, the holes that we need on defense and on the and on the offensive front seven, I mean, there's just too much there to take that guy that's already starting to show some injury, which I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I like Lamar Jackson. But until we get rid of our Jerry jo- pseudo Jerry Jones that we have in Atlanta, mm. I don't think that we will really need to even worry about it because of the mistakes that we make in the draft and the mistakes that we can make in – in contracts will just tie us up to where we're always a couple players away. Well, that that's definitely part of the problem. I mean, you, you just, you have to spread out the money to be able to fill these holes. And I, I'm telling you, I mean, look, look, you, you mentioned the front seven besides Grady Jarrett, you know, I don't know what this Abdullah Anderson kid's going to do to Quan Graham. He's coming off an injury. Uh, Rashawn Evans is a free agent. You know, is Ogadunji and Malone are they ready to take take that next step? I mean, Ogadunji started 16 games last year. Malone didn't, but now he's got to step in as of now to replace Lorenzo Carter. You know, you you just got so many needs on this team that you're going to kill your chances of getting adequate replacements for them. I'd rather spread it out. And look, you're right about the offensive line, and I again, I, I, I'm I'm admitting that you're, you know, the grades were better, but there is no question about the fact McGarry's a free agent, Elijah Wilkinson's a free agent, and Drew Dahlman for me is still a question mark. That's sixty percent of your offensive line. We're still where we are last year, where Lindstrom and Matthews were the only good pieces. You got to have more assurances than that. Let's go to John and Water Robbins next. Hey, John. Hey, Bill. Uh, I'm staying the hell away from Lamar Jackson, man. It's yes, he's a mobile quarterback. He can, he can, you know, he makes, he's explosive with his legs. But Bill, I, I you see it in Louisville and you see it in the Baltimore somewhat. He just makes the the wide receiver position basically non-existent. His favorite target, no secret in, in Baltimore, is Mark Andrews. He's uh he's had one thousand yard receiver while he's been in Baltimore. That's been Mark Andrews. The other was John Brown, and I believe Marquise Brown who had 700 yards that year because Mark Andrews was hurt half the season. So it's not only will it put Atlanta back, back in financial hell, obviously, but he's not, he's not a deep threat target like people make him out to be. He's badass with his legs. He can run up and field, up and down the field all day. But once he gets behind in games, 
he's a tough quarterback to bring you back into ball games. So take that into account. I think stay away from him. He's in the perfect system that he's in now in Baltimore, and he's making a risk. But I think Atlanta needs to stay clear away from that guy. Mm. All right, John, good stuff. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Let's go. Uh, Jerry and Macon is with us. Hey, Jerry. Uh, hey, guys. I'm going to keep you long. Hey, I'm old diehard uh, Washington now known as the Commanders fan. Mm-hmm. Lots of talks up there in Washington about just shoring up basically what most of us want here in Atlanta as fans, the offensive and defensive lines. I mean, aside from the Hogs making two mediocre quarterbacks, uh, uh, Super Bowl winners uh, in the yeah, what was it the eighties and nineties long time ago. <laughs> I mean, you can make an average to above average quarterback a superstar just by shoring up that offensive line, yeah. giving him a good to push it back. We don't need these, you know, Deion Sanders and Andre Risens of the past here in Atlanta to be showboating anymore. We don't need that. It's a waste of money, and it's not going to draw people in. Winning is going to draw us in. All right, Jerry. Good stuff. Thank you. I appreciate that viewpoint. Let's go to Cody and Kathleen is next. Hello. Hey, Bill. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, so so I'm all about keeping Ritter. Uh, I think what we could do with our salary cap and whatnot, especially with this draft and next draft, keep Ritter. Maybe Indy cuts Matt Ryan. You bring him back on a minimum deal. Let him be a veteran backup for Ritter, teaching the ropes. Let him retire a Falcon. You get one draft without any cap trouble, cap space to spend. Lamar's going to get franchise tagged anyway. And then if you really want to go after him, let him be a free agent in 2024. Go offer him a big contract. The rest of your skill guys will be two drafts, all old rookie deals, with four years to work with a big contract at quarterback. So I'll hang up and listen, Bill, but that's what I got for you today. That's good. Thank you, Cody. No, that's a good thought. And wait on Lamar. I don't I don't know what the market is for Lamar Jackson right now. We don't know that because of how much you're going to have to give up to get him. Are teams going to want to do that, or are they going to rather go with a young quarterback that's not going to cost so much? I mean, that's what teams are having to decide, just like the Falcons, if they're going to move on from Desmond Ritter, which, let's be honest, if they're going to pick option B or C, they're basically moving on from, from Desmond Ritter. We've had great phone calls so far. I want some more. 478-646-3776. Savannah, Brunswick, Blackshear, let's hear from you. What should the Falcons do? Keep Desmond Ritter, give him another year, go after Lamar Jackson, or trade up to get one of the top four quarterback prospects in the April draft. More as we continue here on The Bill Shanks Show. 